Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental. Keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Hello and welcome to Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 The Bay. I'm Jenny Cressman, your host with the most... The most interesting individuals to chat with, that is. That's what Muskoka Unlimited is really all about. Having conversations with interesting people who are doing interesting things. The folks featured on this show all have some sort of connection to Muskoka, but beyond that, the topics are unlimited. Now, without further ado, let me introduce to you today's special guest. And today, my guest in the studio is Kelly Hollinshead, who is kind of like a triple threat in that she's known to this community for her photography, for all the work that she does um, in various formats um, with her photography work and has a studio from years ago and now has one at her home. But she also does wacky stuff like bakes these crazy good cookies. Some of you may have had them for Valentine's and maybe we'll have them for Easter. They're stuffed with all kinds of things. We're going to learn more about that in a bit. And she's also into weightlifting competitively and coaching. And just it's quite the combination, Kelly, I must say. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. (laughs) Uh, Hi, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me. I uh, appreciate the ask. Yeah. Yeah, my hands are in a lot of different pots, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And so I know that the photography has always been your primary love, but I'm curious about the whole cookie thing. It was a COVID project, but how did that evolve? Oh, this is true. It was a COVID project. Uh, So, you know, being a professional photographer of 20 years, I love my job, super great. But the year of the pandemic, the year that that hit 2020, uh, it was just cancellation after cancellation after cancellation of events and weddings and yada yada family portraits whatever else so and we all of course went into that crazy lockdown time and I've always had a real passion for baking um I actually grew up working at the Tim Hortons here in town (laughs) and that was back when we baked all our own cakes and donuts and cookies and things like that and I worked in the back and I came to really enjoy making birthday cakes and things like that anyway this passion for baking just sort of evolved over those days of lockdown and I would bake every day and I don't know, one day it just occurred to me, you know, it'd be really delicious if you could put a date square inside a cookie. You'd have like the best (laughs) cookie ever. So it all started there. And I then I was like, you could put anything inside a cookie. So I put cheesecake in a cookie and then I put brownies (laughs) and fudge in a cookie. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And here I have these crazy cookies. (laughs) And so you you just do sort of custom baking for holidays or you do it all throughout the year? Well, currently I'm mostly just doing it for holidays. Uh, it's tricky to maintain it full time with my full time photography profession, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, holidays right now. Okay. And you change it up. So it's <laughs> like a different cookie every holiday, different, well, different half dozen cookies, something like that. You bet. I sell them in four packs, actually. Uh, okay. They are roughly a half pound to a pound a piece. So, wow. I mean, it's a considerable amount of cookie <laughs> in a box. Um, yeah, people are often shocked when they pick up their box of cookies <laughs> because A, it's huge and yeah. B, it weighs a ton. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I do do orders like, you know, if you had a birthday party or something like that, I might do that or gender reveal parties, things like that. Okay. Um, that are like baby showers, whatever. It's kind of fun to uh, custom orders. And I do a little bit of wholesale for 
a brewery in Gravenhurst, uh, Sada City. Okay. But then, yeah, I come up with these crazy outlandish flavors for Christmas, Valentine's Day, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Um, you know, those are kind it, of the so big you're ones. always inventing different things. Yeah, so that would much be fun. fun. Like the mad scientist Kelly just lives so down fun. the road for me. Oh my goodness, if I see smoke <laughs> coming out of the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so much fun. I just love it, and I do rent uh, commercial space, so you'll never see smoke at my house. Okay, um, but I rent a commercial kitchen that is. Well, yeah, great. you would have to. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I can only bake like, maybe six cookies at a time in my wee oven at home. So oh. <laughs> they're so ginormous. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, you're talking about these cookies being heavy. And mm. so maybe with all of that weight, that's a, <laughs> something that sort of pushed you into the weightlifting thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny. I do think it's an ideal business model. Had too many cookies? Come join me at the gym. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I actually have been, my passion for the gym was well before the cookies, that's yeah. for sure. So I've been... Um, but you got into more competitive stuff and coaching more recently, I think. Is that right? True. Uh, about four years ago, I guess I got my first coaching certificate. And then mm-hmm. I started to be a coach at the gym that I'm a member at, uh, which is Hatchet Athletics, which is over on Hutchison Beach Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a, sort of a CrossFit gym. And that's uh, sort of the model that we adapt. And yeah, I coach a, a couple of classes a week there. And I have some personal training clients. And of course, yes, I go in almost daily for a workout. Uh, You need some rest days, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, almost every day for sure. And now the competitive part. So you've been in a few competitions. I've seen a few photos. Yeah. Yeah. I just sort of dabbled a little bit in that. We'll see. I'm not too sure if I will do some more. Uh, Certainly they were Uh successful and I really enjoyed in the fall. We did a partner competition and a bunch of there were uh, one, two, three, four different teams from our gym that went down and we kind of okay. cleaned up and that was really great. And I like our gym in general. Yeah. And so it was super fun, but uh, I don't know. There's also this part of me that really just enjoys the gym and I not sure if I want to put the pressure. It's sort right. of an area in my life where I, there is no pressure it's really. Pressure to release do area. More. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but it is so much fun. I just but, love but it. How much have you lifted? Like what's, the, the total amount like like total amount yeah no, like at one at once oh at once <laughs> yeah probably well your heaviest lift is usually your deadlift yeah and uh, my deadlift is somewhere around um two i don't know 285 pounds or something you could lift your husband over your head i could lift my husband <laughs> over my head in fact and he would be holding some cookies <laughs> at the same time <laughs> but this is actually a thing i'm like oh i need to keep in shape and what if I do find Kyle on the trail one day and I need to pick him up I need to be able to farmer carry him or I need to be able to carry him yeah. home so there you go and if he's eating too many cookies look out well yeah yeah fortunately he's a lot slimmer than 285 pounds yes so, you know. uh, <laughs> yes of course it's just the beard that makes him look heavier this is true this is true yeah hmm. yeah sorry Kelly is my neighbor I should you know full disclosure here so we do see her and her husband walking around the woods every now and then and Along the trails. Yeah. Um, But I don't see you running on the trails. You talked about a running boot camp in in the notes um, that uh, you sent me. Uh, What's that all about? Oh, I think it may be semantics, but I'm thinking about running a boot camp rather than (laughs) rather than a running boot camp. Although I used to really enjoy running and Uh um, did so for many years from our house, like out the road, whatever. Um, But the boot camp, uh, looking to run a spring, summer boot camp. Just for people who want to have a six-week program, not huge commitment, but, you know, just okay. feel like you need to 
just to kind of get back in shape. Yeah. Spring. Yeah. You know, just okay. sort of start something new and, and have some fun. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I just have so much fun at the jam and we have such a great community there mm-hmm. and it would just be great to get some new faces in and try yeah. out some new things. Uh, CrossFit isn't for everybody. So yeah. I thought, you know, boot camp could be really fun and that would involve uh, some of the things that we do and within our gym, but mm-hmm. then of course other things as well. Okay. So give me an example. So you would be l- working on machines and what else? We do not have oh, machines, not machines actually. Oh, okay. Other than okay. rowers. We have rowers right. and bikes uh-huh. and a ski erg, which is a okay. crazy machine. It's sort of like an upright rower. Um, and then we do things, you know, with boxes. It's a lot of body weight uh, oh. exercise. So maybe box step ups or box jumps okay. if you're good at that. Uh, we do different things with dumbbells and barbells, uh-huh. all kinds of things, lunges, a uh, lot of burpees, pull-ups, uh, push-ups, you know, kind of, it's, mm-hmm. it's a full body workout, definitely, always. Okay. We have a lot of sort of specific movements, uh, which are difficult to explain over the radio. But- okay, well, you need, to, you need to give me a little video. So when I post this on Facebook, after the podcast is, okay. is up. Then I post links on Facebook and we can just tag it with a little video and people can see what's going on there. Sure, we can do that. Yeah. So we have all kinds of crazy movements that we do that are just super fun. And yeah, it's always varied. You know, it's different every day. So the boot mm-hmm. camp might look like you might do a circuit one week where you're moving from station to station and maybe huh. it's a one minute rotation. You might do five minute imams another day, which an imam is a every minute on the minute. So every minute mm. on the minute, the bell would go and maybe you do um, as many sit-ups as you can in that minute and then okay. rest for a little bit of time and then you go for another minute and then you uh, go for another minute and so you know we do all kinds of different things yeah and you get a cookie at the end no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bottle but of water yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sure it's not bad to eat cookies you can eat cookies every now and again sure nothing sure. wrong with that <laughs> You've it's had too many, though. It's you all about consume. balance though that's really what it comes down to is this you're balancing the calories and the um well, calorie input, calorie output. Yes. Uh, but then you're also doing the photography still. So how do you keep the balance in your life in general with all of these things going on? Uh, well, the use of a calendar is, is very <laughs> is very helpful. Um, it's, you know, I, my photography days often get booked very well in advance. Mm-hmm. And of course, for the cookies, I know what the holidays are and when they're upcoming. Uh, mm-hmm. The few markets that I do with cookies are, are specific dates and they're uh-huh. consistent through, uh, annually. So okay. this is easy to uh, schedule in from year to year. And then I have set days that I coach. And uh, so that's helpful as well. Like everything kind of has its place within my calendar. And I try mm-hmm. not, you know, the photography is the wild card, of course, but lots of that is booked in advance. Like I was saying, like, you know, your weddings yeah. and family well, portraits yeah. and things yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. So, it's I don't know I like to be busy my husband always laughs at me Kyle he because he says I cannot sit still and it's kind of (laughs) true well and you've been doing the photography for so long now like you got into it I think you had uh let's see gotten your start in high school was it with John Snelson well, to be honest, I sort of fast tracked through high school and then I w- actually went to college for law and security administration. So okay. I don't know if you've ever known that about me. And then I worked with the OPP for a summer here in Huntsville and ah. I determined that this was not an avenue for me. And so then I went back to high school because I was short a couple of OAC credits. Okay. So then I hit uh, university for film and photography. And it was during that time that I went back for the OACs that I met John Snelson. And then I registered oh, okay. my business in 2001. Okay. Shortly after finishing up at Ryerson. At Ryerson. Yeah. Okay. So Ryerson yeah. is where you really 
learned all the the technical stuff and then you're putting that to use and expanding it. So we're going to stop right there and then we'll come back after these commercial breaks with more Kelly Holland's head talking about all the crazy stuff she does. Um, So stay tuned to Muskoka Unlimited. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Hello and welcome back to Muskoka Unlimited with Jenny Cressman talking with Kelly Holland's head. This is the demystification of Kelly Holland's head, who sometimes <laughs> likes to remain a bit of a mystery at our cabin in the woods, but we're bringing her out and talking about all kinds of stuff. We've covered cookies, we've covered weightlifting, now we're getting more deeply into her photography work, which is really her first love. So, True. after Ryerson, you started doing stuff. Yeah, kind of, a little bit. I, I moved out west, I lived in Vancouver for a while, I came back and I met my now husband. And it was at that time, uh, his mother asked me, you know, did I have a post-secondary education? What was I doing? Blah, blah, blah. So I explained- <laughs> The vetting that, process. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I explained that I was a waitress, a server, and I was working, you know, with three guys or something like that. And it was great fun and super, you know, for your early 20s, whatever, but she- couldn't understand why if I had the schooling, I wouldn't be doing something with my photography. So she uh-huh. inspired me to write a business plan and actually start my business. And uh-huh. uh, it all began with just making some photo art cards and selling them in some local cafes. And then that led to some photography, some fine artwork of mine being hung up in uh, local restaurants. Okay. And then that led to some wedding inquiries. And then the snowball just kept kept growing. Well, and three guys in the stove, you were the food photographer there for a long time, right? This is true. Yeah. Yes, yeah. this is true. So there's another connection with food for you. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So much food. <laughs> yeah. So that, so that is what we see on the walls when we go into that restaurant still, right? True. And one book or two? Two. Two. Two, two cookbooks, yes. Okay. And quite a few TV shows when Jeff was doing his uh, Who's Coming for Dinner TV series, too. Yes. A lot of still photography for that. Right. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Jeff has been a great support to me over the years. Of course, I did work for him as a server for a long time, <laughs> uh, nearly a decade, probably all said and done, but well, uh, he's just been an amazing support throughout my entire photography career. So you've had some good mentors and supporters, that, but you've also branched out on your own and, and taken photography all over the place. I know you love to travel as well. So that using your camera has given you an opportunity to do some special activities, hasn't it? It has. This is true, Jenny. Yes, I've had I've been very fortunate to have quite a few really amazing trips of a lifetime uh, with my camera, including Nigeria and Zambia, uh, you know, Jamaica for weddings, Ecuador, uh, kind of all over the place. Actually. Okay, so the ones that were taking you to Africa, though. Those weren't wedding destination photos, right? They were not. <laughs> I actually attended a, a couple of missions with a neurosurgeon who teaches awake uh-huh. brain surgery in the developing world. Uh-huh. And he has a cottage here in Huntsville on Menominee Lake. Okay. And uh, I came to meet him because his wife was a very good client at the gallery I had downtown. And one day she brought him in and, you know, introduced him, whichever. And he was on his way to Nigeria at that time. And I mentioned to him that it would behoove him to take a professional photographer with him on a trip one day. <laughs> and he no sooner came back from Nigeria and asked if I would be interested in in going back with him again to document wow. that. So that was pretty spectacular. Um, both of those trips. Then we again went to Zambia a couple of years later. And uh, yeah, photographing in the operating theater, as they mm-hmm. call it there, while they were performing awake brain surgeries and different you know, hydrocephalus cases, kind of all these different, but brain related yeah. Uh, wow. cases. Yeah, it was wow. pretty fascinating. So you're not squeamish at all then? I, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> 
So which is more challenging then, photographing something like that or photographing a bride? Hmm, I don't know that I find either exceptionally tricky. They just are different. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm thinking about the stories of, you know, bridezilla stories, but you probably have all just wonderful people. All your clients are probably amazing and not hard to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) That does sound like sarcasm, but it's actually true. (laughs) I do have amazing clients. I think, you know, we attract like people and I'm pretty relaxed and... I think most people, when they reach out to me for a wedding, they get that vibe. And if I'm not intense enough for them, I I think they look elsewhere. I think, you know, most of my clients seem to be like they could be my friends if I was looking for more friends or if they live nearby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and, and I think your creative angle is what also attracts people is you are known for doing unusual things. And I think back to when you had your your gallery in town, 34 Main Street East in that beautiful building that Mm. you renovated. Mm -hmm. That was just such a lovely space. Mm -hmm. And seeing your work there and the the creative elements that you pulled into it. And I think that's probably something that still draws people to your wedding photography as well. But I want to hear a little bit more about some of those things that you did that were, I don't know if they were avant-garde for the time, but um, I found them just so intriguing. The sandwich effect. Yeah, the slide sandwiches taste great, less filling. This is what I always say. No (laughs) calories in a slide sandwich. Um, Yeah, yeah, so I layer a 35 millimeter slide films together, two different pieces of film, or sometimes even three or four Mm. um, of multiple different images together to make one image. So Mm -hmm. as an example, I may take a macro, the close up photograph of a rock texture one day. And another day I might make a photograph of a sunset with you know beautiful landscape trees Mm -hmm. and then another day i will come back to my light table and separate those out of their slide mounts and sandwich the pieces of film together into one single slide mount and then you just scan the film and you're printing through multiple images instead of just one so you create these very painterly images with Mm -hmm. different texture Mm -hmm. and uh, you know Actually, I always wanted to be a painter, but it turns out I'm not really very good at that. So I was (laughs) like, "Mm," but I could do this and make my photographs look more painterly. And so sometimes I actually do spray paint pieces of paper and Mm -hmm. backlight those and photograph those and use those as textures in and color overlays in different landscapes as well. Yeah, it's so much fun. Well, that's very cool. And it's also interesting to hear that you wanted to be a painter because you were involved in other painterly activities, the en plein air that was put on uh, with the Festival of the Arts in the summer. How did that start? Oh, this is all true. And thanks to uh, God bless her soul, Kareen Burns. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, I think of her often. Well, you know. we are here in Studio K that is named for her. And yeah. just behind you is a photo that you may have taken I of did, her. <laughs> I did see that photograph and I yeah. recognized it. Yeah, she uh, is so wonderful. And of course, yeah. she was just a, a spitfire. And she had this idea. It came from Pitt and Weem, her hometown. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, where we had all these artists come out paint for the day and then we auctioned off their their paintings for student art bursaries and we gave nice. uh, over the years that we did that I think we did it for maybe maybe seven or eight years uh, most of the years I was downtown in the gallery um, I think we gave away close to $50,000 in bursaries for students continuing mm-hmm. an education in the arts so that was great I've always yeah. had a super tight relationship with the artists uh, yeah y- yeah I think part in part because I represented so many when I had the gallery downtown. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It must've been a difficult decision to let that go. It just seemed like the time was right. It did just feel like the time was right. You know, yeah. uh, I just, 
I was looking for a bit of a change yeah. in what I was doing. Uh, there became an opportunity to put a space up out at our house. And I thought, yeah. well, how lovely would that be? And yeah, yeah it just, it, it was, it's, it was tricky to manage sort of the gallery retail end of things and mm-hmm. also get work done. Uh, because, you know, I spent a lot of my time editing photos and, uh, yeah. um, you know, whole days would go by where I'd be selling art or, and, you know, people, you could hire employees, but that is a tricky thing. And it's a whole other conversation. So I did have some great employees yeah. over the years, yeah. but uh, as, <laughs> as conversation I, that's not on air. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. But <laughs> since, you know, I lost sort of my last really great employees and I kept, you know, trying to replace them and it just wasn't really panning out. And I just thought, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just time to shake it up a bit and do something a little bit different. And, and yeah. I have never looked back. I love being out in the woods. I was a little apprehensive at first, but people really enjoy coming out to the gallery. Yeah. And I do a lot of shoots, of course, in mm-hmm. studio there and also in the surrounding grounds because of course there's you know water lake yeah. uh, rocks trees all yes. the stuff you need for oh, great absolutely. environmental portraits of the in the area so and is the on plein air continuing we have not done on plein air for a couple of years yeah. now no uh we've tried to it was sort of fizzling and so we were trying to revive it and we did mm-hmm. try a couple of different approaches but it just didn't wasn't i just feel like it ran its course and yeah. and we might reintroduce it somewhere down the road, but I think in yeah. a new format entirely, if that sure. were the case. Yeah. Sure. And you know, you're always calling on the same artists to give up their day and donate their time and their work and their imagination and all of these things. And, you know, it's just like all of the volunteers of our community. I feel like you see the same people doing it all the time. So then you feel badly asking the same people all yeah. the time, although yeah. they never seem to mind because it was such a fun day. But uh, yeah, and we'll see if we might be able to do something. down. Yeah, maybe there would be something um, involving photography instead of painting. I mm. wonder what. Well, it's just something to sort of brainstorm about. We'll percolate that idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you have any big uh, projects looming on your horizon? You're just gearing up for the wedding season, I imagine, at this point. Oh, yes. Gearing up for a wedding season. And um, the brides are booking like crazy right now. Um, in How fact, many- I just had inquiries for 2025 yesterday. Oh, my land. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're a month into 2023. Uh, I don't really release dates that far in advance just because yeah. it feels very far away for me. Yeah. But um, yeah. How many weddings do you do in a season Uh, or a year? Well, probably these days I'm doing close to 20 to 25 annually. So, yeah. Okay. 20 to 25 in a season or a year? I would say total annually. Annually. Although that is pretty much within, you know, May to October. Okay. Okay. Well, on that note, we'll let you go and and start planning your wedding, everybody. You know who to call. (laughs) So this has been Jenny Cressman on Muskoka Unlimited with Kelly Hollinshead. My amazing neighbor who lifts weights, bakes cookies, and number one, is an awesome photographer. Thank you so much for coming in, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me, Jenny. Okay, bye for now. That's it for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Muskoka Unlimited, which airs every other Sunday on 88.7 The Bay. If you missed the show, don't worry. You can find podcasts of all my Muskoka Unlimited shows on the Bay's website, huntersbayradio.com. I also post links and reminders of upcoming shows on Facebook. Look for author Jenny Cressman and follow me around. This is Jenny Cressman saying adios for now. I'll be back again in two weeks. Thanks for listening.